Welcome to the Youth Perspective Podcast. We are doing a seven-part series on the impact of COVID-19 on our community. And in the end, we will provide our own perspective on what we have heard. Please excuse the quality of this broadcast as we are recording the podcast from the safety of our homes. My name is Jason. And my name is Dylan. And we are both NVU High students who are part of the NVU Youth Council, which is a leadership group that advocates for drug prevention and youth voice. In today's episode, we will be interviewing Hairport Salon owner, Kathy Edikotis, who will bring her perspective as a business owner. So, hello, uh, hello, Kathy. Hello. Uh, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. So, Kathy, um, how has COVID-19 affected your business? So, COVID-19 has affected our business in absolutely every way you can imagine. Um, first, we were closed. We were mandated to close for 10 weeks. Uh, we are considered 1099 and or independent contractors. Mm -hmm. So we are not allowed to collect unemployment. There's no safety net in the economic system for us. We went 10 weeks without any pay. Um, yes, the federal government did expand unemployment to include mm -hmm. 1099s and sole proprietors and business owners. But the state at the state level is where you have to apply for these uh, programs. And the state level was so antiquated that we could not get through. We could not get through. We kept getting denied. Mm -hmm. I got mine after seven attempts of trying to apply for unemployment. One of my coworkers still keeps getting denied. Ooh. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Now that we're open back up, we have to take a lot of precautionary measures, including sanitation. So every hair salon sanitizes. We sanitize throughout the day. We sanitize at the end of the day. Now we have to sanitize in between each and every customer. So we cannot have a certain amount of people in the salon. We cannot double book. So... Double booking is when we have a customer enter our salon, they want a hair color or a chemical service. We put their chemical on, we have that customer sit in the back and process. And while they are processing, another customer can come in and get a haircut or a blow dry. So that's how we make our money. The more heads we do in a certain amount of time, the more money we bring in. We cannot do that anymore. We cannot have any cross-contamination. So once I put that person's color on her head, she has to sit in my chair. She can't go anywhere else in the salon. So we can only do one customer at a time. Um, we also can only work by appointment only. So that means mm -hmm. no walk-ins. People call at the last minute. And what we do now is we have a waiting list. So if okay. we finish up someone earlier than expected and we can fit them in without going over our capacity of people in the salon, mm -hmm. then we give them a call and they can come down. Um, we also cannot offer our waiting area as a gathering place anymore. No mm -hmm. one can sit in our waiting area. So people have to wait in their cars or outside we have to text them when we are ready for them to come into the salon, which is after everything is sanitized. I see. I see. 
So do you guys have to wear masks or gloves when you guys cut here? Yes, we have to wear masks. Um, we have to put barriers between everything. So we have uh-huh. to put a barrier between the customer's cape and the customer. Um, okay. We don't really have to wear gloves when cutting hair. We cannot cut hair and wear gloves because it will snag on the hair and make uh-huh. the customer uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable to wear gloves when you cut. Uh-huh. But we do wear gloves, obviously, when we do um, a chemical process or when we're shampooing. Mm-hmm. I see. Has doing any of these like affected the way you cut here? Like, has it made it more difficult? Well, some things have made it more difficult. One of the things is that we are dealing with some people who haven't been here for four months. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we are working with a lot of different hair. So if it comes to a chemical process, yeah, it's not just a quick put on the color process and haircut. It mm-hmm. is put on the color of four months of regrowth, then take care of the color on the ends that have oxidized or turned yellowish or orangish. And then again... When it comes to cutting, it's a problem because we're working with more hair. So it definitely is another aspect that slows us down. I see. So how would you say reopening uh, was going? Like, was it a a smooth transition? (laughs) It was quite a challenge. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the biggest challenges was we did not know how to anticipate how much time it would take to do Mm -hmm. all of our sanitation in between each customer. And on top of that, we did not know how to anticipate how much hair we would be working with. Some people visited us right before the shutdown. Mm-hmm. So we're only dealing with 10 weeks of regrowth where other people maybe hadn't seen us since February or December. Right. So it was very tricky to schedule those appointments uh-huh. without running into a situation where we were running late. So the first week... I ran 45 minutes late every single day. (laughs) (laughs) That was not fun. That's very stressful for a hairstylist. Yeah. Um, Very lucky in that every customer was so appreciative Mm -hmm. and very patient Mm -hmm. and just wanted their hair cut so badly. (laughs) They would do anything. They would wait in their car for an hour. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So I forgot to ask earlier. So how long does the um, the sanitation take between each cut? It really depends on what we're doing. So if we're doing a chemical service, uh-huh. I would say the sanitation takes approximately 20 minutes in between each cut. I so see. that 20 minutes, typically we could be doing a man's haircut, uh-huh. but we can, we're not making that money. So it definitely has impacted our revenue. Okay. Um, if it's just a haircut, uh-huh. like say a man's haircut, it might take about 15 minutes to sanitize. I see. Okay. I have one more question. Um, how many, like people, how many people are cutting here in your, uh, in your business, in your establishment? There are four of us, but four? we, yes, we stagger our shifts uh-huh. because every customer has to stay six feet away from every other customer. I see. I see. Okay. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. So we stagger, we stagger our schedules. I see. 
Okay, so you uh, you touched upon reopening a couple questions ago. Um, after reopening, did your business perform worse or better than uh, before the pandemic? Um, if you mean if you mean in the terms of running smoothly, that was a challenge. Like I had said, <laughs> once we got the hang of it, that got better with time. Um, you know, this is this is new for everyone, so it's a learn as you go experience. As far as customer base, we have gotten, we could work seven days a week. We have gotten so many new customers. Well, that's, that's good that that's at least a positive and in a place where it's hard to find fun. So I'm glad that you're getting a lot more customers. Yes, we are too. Um, what support do your employees receive or still need during this outbreak? Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> I forgot to turn off my phone. It's all good. good Abdullah, do you need me to ask the question again? Yes, please. I'm sorry. All right. What support do your employees receive or still need during this outbreak? So we have gotten great support from our community. I think the biggest support our my employees, my coworkers could use is actually in terms of financial support. Um, because we are working longer hours and producing less, we're actually working harder and longer and earning less money. That's, uh, that's very tough to hear. So I definitely hope that you and your employees get the support that you need, whether it be from the state or whoever you need it from. I definitely hope you can get that support. And um, you. you had, you're welcome. And you had also talked about a little bit about like how customers are being like super uh, patient and more appreciative. So um, these customers, do you find that like it's just a few of these customers or do you think that the general customer is more appreciative of your services than maybe before the outbreak? Um, I would say all customers have expressed how much they appreciate what we do. They have a new sense of appreciation for our job. Definitely. That's awesome. I know I definitely have a lot more appreciation for hairstylists because I've been waiting to have my hair cut for months and it's definitely a pain. So I definitely, it's something that I, during this pandemic that I've grown a great appreciation for is for you guys. So thank you guys for all your work. Yes, you're very welcome. And it's very rewarding to see people leave so happy. <laughs> I, I bet it is. First off, we'd like to thank you again, Kathy, for coming on our podcast. It was a pleasure having you on the show. We'd like to also thank 1077 WACC of Essenta Community College for airing this episode. You can also find our podcast on Spotify and Google Podcasts. And if you'd like to learn more about the Anfield Youth Council, you can go follow our Instagram page at Enfield Youth Council. Finally, we would like to thank you for listening to this podcast. Stay tuned for our next podcast with Mrs. Wheeler, a parent of three different students all dealing with distance learning. See you there.